Welcome and namaste for listening to this Nepali life. Hello and welcome to the brand new episode of This Nepali Life. For the past couple of weeks, I have taken break from social media to find myself again, and the search is still going on. So I wasn't able to upload any podcast, but today here I am, virtually in front of you again. So let's get this thing started. Today I want to start this brand new episode by talking about my own country. So why are most Nepalese conservative and how to change them? Nepalese people in general are quite conservative. You may find them in modern attire and with modern gadgets. You may even find them in bar drinking imported whiskey, but deep inside most of them are conservative, narrow-minded and proud traditionalists who believe that we are what we are and must be preserved. they come up with their own serious scientific explanation to defend their practice and beliefs how did we end up become, becoming like this well there is not just one reason and it didn't happen so overnight even us are new to this part of world born probably 20 30 years back but this country has been around for many hundred years long before we came to this world people were strictly following certain values beliefs concepts practice you call them rituals and and kings and rulers then were preserving and promoting those things there were even laws and rules to force people to adhere to nepal was close country just like north korea for a long time this country was living with its own concept and rules and practice primarily based on hinduism it was only recently that we have stepped into Uh, become an open country where we where we would uh, value individual freedom gender equality free market science over religion and so on so why why did we move from what we were to this new form because we didn't benefit anything from being close religious anti liberal country we only remained poor forever because of our obsession with religious based pol- policies and practices So over time people realized that this must be changed and we should not be holding on to failed conceptions and ideas and rather adopt new ideas and concepts that seems working in every other countries from BP to Prachanda that was the fight for Nepal is a country finally got freed from hinduism based ideas conception laws and rules and policy and learned towards liberal democracy and liberal values it took 50 plus years to uproot the whole thing How come Hinduism to to be banned for our poverty and misery? That's a very complex complex question that I'm afraid I cannot answer in a few lines but to make you understand the theory in perspective understand this. Your belief become your thought. Your thoughts become your acts words. Your words become your actions and your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. Well, if you end up having a terrible life, there is something seriously wrong in your belief. If you end up becoming poor, there is something seriously wrong in your belief. Similarly, if your country never prosper, always in poverty, always in darkness, there is something fundamental wrong in the collective belief held by the people living in the country and their rulers. 
Since for many hundred years people from Nepal remained poor and lived in darkness, one thing for sure, there was something seriously wrong in what this country was living by as a guiding principle believes and values. So it's not it's not that Hinduism is a, as a whole to be blamed, but the values and belief rooted to Hinduism seem like the reason behind our out backwardness. Still no one knows that for sure. Think, think of Nepal as a man who is strung, struggling to gain weight. Try this, try that, but never seem to gain weight. So now finally they are feeding him uh, what every other people are eating. Result is yet to see. If he now gains weight, it's proven that what he was eating was a wrong food. So why are people still conservative and proud of beliefs and values that never benefited them? Well, that's an interesting question. Think like this. There is a village totally caught up from outside world. They have their own practice, values and traditions that they live by. For them, being rich means getting to eat rice once in a year. They don't know what even the poorest can eat rice every day from other villages. They walk all day for the water and they they think that's, that's normal, totally normal. What do you think uh, is a hardship is their everyday life? And they don't see anything wrong in. Now you go and offer them something that would get them rice every day. But for that, they should be doing certain things in your ways and not how they have been doing. Will they do it? Well, there is always a leader in, su- in such close tribe like village who decides what, what to be done and what not to be. If leader is conservative, traditionalist, proud, proud about what they are and how they, the leader will not, the leader will not buy the idea, nor will the, nor will let village members too. In our case, king, ranas, ruling Hindu elite were the leaders, and that's why monarchism had to be thrown. Feudalistic institution had to be destroyed, and people were to be given more freedom to decide. Okay, so how to change them? First, change the leader and replace with someone more progressive, open to new ideas and concepts. Second, make the village more democratic, so that only handful of people don't get to decide what is the best for a village. Third, educate people on new ideas, practice, give them more broader perspective, introduce them to more diverse worlds and structures, make them realize that their hardship is unnecessary and not normal, so them that life can be lived with much ease and comfort. In all, in all this, they will they will on their own realize one life and I should live by what is best for me, what makes me happy and what matters the most to me and not not that to the tribe leader, not that to the superstitious belief, not that to the traditional tradition and culture. Fourth, promote freedom and liberty that every single individual himself, herself stand as a change maker. Today we have places like you know, so many there are places, of course, you know, you know, uh, ethics, ethics, militants of Nepal, many, so many, many liberals and progressive places contributing in changing this country. There are many organizations and clubs and political parties formed to work on the change. They are not funded. It's, it's happening spontaneously and voluntarily. Why? Well, that's a human thing. In free and open society, things like this happen, pushing naturally the society into progressive line. What are the changes? There are always three types of group 
in any existing system one who is happy another who is not happy and the third one the undecided one happy group fight to retain the status quo unhappy ones fight to change third ones observe the fight listen to the argument to finally decide which side to take third ones are mostly the def- defining group that whichever side they take will win so first first challenge is to develop argumentative skills that comes with education more the educated educated people for change more easily more easy to win the show second challenge being right people in governing power we need empower progressive and open minded people get more you know such mind in all professions and positions third third challenge being ensuring freedom and liberty as long as there is freedom and liberty country naturally takes the progressive line fourth challenge being religious extremist from south they should be keep kept off the bay you know but and, and last challenge being the regressive force wants to push country backward so to conclude all these things here it takes time for people to change 100 years back 100 out of 100 people would practice menstruation taboo 50 years back with communist and other progressive movements number came to 90 out of 100 but with maoist and new wave of change probably in 60 by now probably 50 50 i think okay so change is like a bicycle the moment you stop pedaling it will stop rolling to get to the perspective about what kind of country we are actually living in uh, think of this most of us are uh, are first in our family to go to college even first to pass se and we we represent barely 40% or 60% of the population have never been to college out of those 40% many of them don't know what was wrong in our belief system in first place they think there is actually nothing wrong we live in such countries it it's going to take some time for people to understand what very few of us have understood well bright side of our society however is we are not extremists or fundamentalist at such we are quite open to change quite easy to convince quite soft to deal with regardless of differences we have democracy we started we are started to endorse and value liberty we are being more exposed to the outer world in couple of decades we probably will be the first tolerant and most easy most open society as long as there is democracy liberty you know secularism and more emphasis on science and education so yeah until then let's keep on pedaling take care